Welcome to an Impact Ministries production brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hello, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to Impact Ministries Cyber Church, where we are preaching the gospel of the kingdom to the ends of the earth to prepare for Jesus' second coming, which I'm telling you, it's coming soon. Get your heart ready because I'm telling you, we're going to be meeting our king before too very long. You know, today I'm going to be talking about Jesus, the life and the light. And we're going to go deeper in this journey because listen, My goal in this is not to give you a bunch of information to tickle your ears and go out and impress your friends with new things, but my goal is to influence you, is to draw a beautiful picture for you that you look at that picture like I painted a picture of the Grand Canyon. See, I don't want to sell you the picture. I don't sell you my painting of the Grand Canyon. I want you to look at that and say, I'm going to go see it myself. Well, I'll tell you something. That's where we're going with this. That's where this series is going to take you. I'll be back in just a minute. Get ready. I've got a free message for this month called Angels of Light, Authors of Deception. I want to tell you something. We have talked about and we think that we know about angels of light. I'm going to show you something that's going to open your eyes to the true deception in this world. All right, we want to kind of review just a little bit about Jesus being the Word made flesh. You know, I can't even tell you how important it is to comprehend that. You know, what I'm trying to do is exactly what Jesus told us to do. Jesus told us in His Great Commission, He told us to go out and teach the world, and that word teach is disciple, teach the disciple of the world in everything that He taught. And so the goal is to make disciples unto Jesus, not disciples unto this ministry, not disciples unto a particular church. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a committed member of a church. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with appreciating the ministries that help you, but that is not going to bring you life. That's going to bring you information. That's going to bring you a personal connection, but it's not going to bring you personal renewal. So Jesus is the word made flesh. You know, on a certain level, this means something. You know, there's so many things that these words can mean. Anytime I look at this, I think about what the ancient Hebrews used to say. They'd say there's 70 faces to the Torah. In other words, they said you could read a word and you could get at least 70 different insights into what that word could possibly mean in your life. And the very last thing that you always look for, according to these Hebrew scholars, was how do I apply this to my life? And I always think about that when I'm talking about these concepts, because see, like, just the word logos has so many different concepts that we just scoot over, we just sail over. But Jesus is the manifest Word of God. He is 
what the Word of God looks like if you put it into practice. His teaching is what the Word of God sounds like when you teach it and preach it from God's original motives and intentions. You know, what he did at the death, burial, and the resurrection was the fulfillment, the ultimate fulfillment of everything that God says. The only thing left to be done now is the second coming and for us to go into eternity with God. That's pretty much all that's left. And you know, always remember this. You know, I disperse a, a lot of information, a lot of good theological information, a lot of good biblically-based health and emotional management information, a lot of biblically-based wealth and success things. And so it all comes out of the Bible. But remember this. It's always only information unless it motivates you to connect with Jesus and instead of having the information by itself and you trying to figure out in your own strength, connecting with Jesus and experiencing the grace of God to know how to put this into practice. Now, ultimately, if we want to enjoy kingdom living, now see, this is one of the problems. The church world has not preached the gospel of the kingdom for probably 1,800 years. Maybe longer, maybe a little less. Because the gospel of the kingdom starts with the fact that there is a king. It starts with the fact that Jesus is Lord. And I just got to tell you, I don't meet many Christians who connect to Jesus as Lord, who see themselves as disciples. People see themselves as Christian. You know, I got a letter back several years ago, and I thought, you know, I didn't even answer it. I thought, this is one of the most dysfunctional, ridiculous things anybody has ever written to me. And somebody wrote me, and you see, one of the things I've pointed out for years is that the term Christian is not a term that God ever applied to us. In Antioch, the carnal people called the church Christians. And that word Christian is not a word that God uses to describe us. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but the problem is everybody considers himself a Christian almost. I remember one time I was witnessing to a, a guy, and, you know, I was asking if he knew Jesus as Lord, and he said, what, what? And I said, have you ever accepted Jesus as your personal Lord? What, what, I don't know what you're talking about. And I asked him several different ways. And I would normally never ask a person if they were a Christian because everybody thinks they are. And so I asked him, I said, so are you a Christian? His answer was, this, of course I'm a Christian. I was born in America. And then he went off on a tirade. He said, you think I was born somewhere across the pond? Do you think I'm an alien? I was born in America. Of course I'm a Christian. But he had no concept of the Lordship of Jesus. And see... It's the lordship of Jesus and the application of his truth. I'm talking about the internal application. You know, what we do in our life is the result of internal application. And that internal application is where we access all of the resources of the kingdom of God. Now, if Jesus is our Lord and if Jesus is the word of God, then we have to realize something. If I do not honor God's Word, then the truth is, I don't honor Jesus. Now, I'll have people argue with me about that. I'll have people get upset and get mad. Oh, by the way, I was telling you about this letter I got from this person. And they said, I am so sorry that you don't consider yourself a Christian, but you only consider yourself as a disciple. And he went on to say, the word Christian is in the Bible, 
Now, I never said it wasn't in the Bible. I just said God doesn't use it. But he said, I consider myself a Christian and, and basically just attacked me because of me trying to promote the concept that we should identify ourselves as believers, children of God, heirs of God, servants of God, as disciples, you know, as the family of God. There's all kinds of words that you could use, but Christian just isn't one that means anything to anybody and it's not how God describes us. So he went on to justify himself, and he said, I'm a conservative believer. I believe the Word of God. And I thought to myself, no, you don't believe the Word of God because you're sitting here arguing with something that is as plain as day, and you've got to make it a point because you need to be right. See, we have this tendency to need to be right. So we think that we can honor Jesus and exalt Jesus, but compromise on His Word. We think that we can just pick and choose the parts of God's Word that we want to apply, and we can't do that because what you do to the Word, how you treat the Word, is how you're treating Jesus, whether you mean that or not. So if I don't trust God's Word, then the real truth is I don't trust Jesus because Jesus came and proclaimed God's Word so that there would be no misunderstandings. So I have no reason to be afraid of God because of what I've seen in Jesus' life. Man, Jesus was merciful to everybody. Anybody that wanted to follow God, He made sure and extended the mercy of God to them. The only people that he didn't extend the mercy of God to was ones that not only didn't want to follow God, but they wanted to exalt their traditions, exalt their religious practices, exalt their theological positions, exalt their doctrines, and exalt their control over people above the Word of God. It's not that he wouldn't have been merciful. But what's the point of extending mercy to somebody who is antagonistic? What's the point of telling them about the mercy of God if they don't believe that they need it? Now listen to this. If I don't apply the Word of God based on Jesus' model, teaching, and resurrection, then the real truth is I'm not following Him as Lord. Now, that doesn't mean you're not a Christian. I mean, I'm not a Christian, you know, because we all realize areas that we're not really following Jesus' teaching model or, or resurrection. And when we come to that place, that's where we need to change our mind. That's what the word repent means. Just change your mind. Just, oh, man, I thought it was this way. I see in the Bible that it's this way. You know, Jesus, you're my Lord. So, you know, when I accepted you as my Lord, I surrendered the need to be right. I surrendered the need to exalt my opinion over your opinion. So, I'm going to follow what your word says. But here's the kicker. If we're not following him as Lord, we can't enter the kingdom of God. Now, I'm not talking about going to heaven when you die. I'm not talking about whether or not your sins are forgiven. I'm talking about entering that realm in your heart where you embrace who Jesus is. You embrace God's Word. You see, for there to be a kingdom, there's got to be a kingdom. For there to be a kingdom, it's got to have its own laws. And I'm not talking about rules that you just try to obey. I'm talking about laws that make that kingdom work. Listen, I'll be back in just a second. Whatever you do, don't go away because i got good stuff for you. My new series, Trifecta. 
life, light, and love. It's going to give you the tools to guard your heart. You know, Jesus warned that the greatest thing that we were going to be facing in this era that we're living in is deception. Well, I want to tell you something. If you have the light, you can't be drawn into the darkness. And not only is this going to help you have the life, it's going to show you how to connect to the life so that the quality of life that you experience is not based on anything that's going on around you. All right, now, I want you to remember that the Bible says that Jesus is the life and that life is the light of men. Man, there is so much truth in all of this. And we've already talked about some of this, but just by review, in case you didn't get to see it, we have this concept that light produces life, and that is actually incorrect. The truth is, life itself produces light. God is the originator of all life. In the physical creation, when God created light, light became the means that carried all of the information that God intended to make planet Earth come into existence the way it is right now. You know, planet Earth brought forth life of itself. Why? Because that was just programmed into the light that God, you know, spoke into existence. So, Jesus is the life of God. Now, that word for life is the Greek word zoe. Now, this is really important because zoe, according to Kramer, who was a great theologian and a great translator of the Greek language, you know, he talks about the fact that this word zoe means the quality of life possessed by the person who gives it. Now, I want you to understand something. You can't give to anybody else what you don't have. Now, you can minister to people, and they can kind of bypass you and connect with God, so to speak, which is what you really always want them to do. But you can't really give people what you don't have. You can't give encouragement if you don't have encouragement. You can't promote peace if you don't have peace. You can't promote joy if you're not a joyful person. You can't teach other people how to be prosperous if you're not a, a prosperous person. You know, it's amazing. I'm looking at our government right now, and our government is bloated with people, congressmen and senators and bureaucrats and politicians that have never built a business. They've never employed people. They've never created jobs, but they have all of these theories about how to create jobs and are so intellectually in love with themselves that they think that that's the light. It's not the light. It's the darkness if you really want to know the truth. But that's the way it is with a lot of believers. We want to go spout off our theology. But the question is, are we experiencing the quality of life possessed by the Lord Jesus? Because he experienced the quality of life possessed by God the Father. So Jesus is life. And just like God is the originator of life and spoke and light came into existence and light transferred life. Jesus himself is the life, but he is also the light of men. Now, light gets into the whole concept of understanding. So his light of understanding and revelation is the only true light all other revelation, and that's another concept or synonym for light, all other revelation that does not have its roots 
in how Jesus interpreted the Word of God or applied the Word of God or demonstrated the Word of God through His death, burial, and resurrection, anything that doesn't have its roots there, any preacher or teacher or any prophet or whatever that can't point back to and say, this is where this comes from. This is where Jesus showed this in His teaching or in His life or in His death, burial, and resurrection. Then it's not, it's not light. And I got news for you. There's deception everywhere. You know, Satan himself considers himself to be or presented himself as an angel of light. And listen, your free download this month is going to talk to you about that. And you're going to understand some things about the angel of light that you have actually never grasped. We're going to get beyond the foolish religious concepts that we kick around when we read that passage of Scripture. And we're going to understand what it means. So any other light of understanding... Any other light of interpretation, any other revelation other than what Jesus brought us is deception. See, this is part of what it means for him to be our Lord. When we saw Jesus, when we looked at Jesus, we saw God because he's a revelation of God. Sometimes when Jesus would make those statements, we don't really get the full impact of it. He was a manifestation or a revelation of the true character, nature, and intentions of God. So this means that if we look at Him, we get light. If His life is what we're looking at, if His teaching is what we're looking at. Now you say, well, what about the epistles? Now, I've already answered this question, but I want to answer it again. And if you get this series, Trifecta, I'm telling you something, it's eight 45-minute messages that are jam-packed with more stuff than we can cover in this program. But I'm giving you as much as I can in this program. You know, Jesus, He is the life. Jesus is the light. We look at Him and His expression of who God is, is the light. That's the light of men. Now, I want to tell you something. Jesus said in the book of John, He said that some men don't come to the light because they actually love darkness better than light. And the reason they love darkness is not so much that they want to reject God. He said the reason they love darkness is because if they come to the light, the light will expose that their deeds are evil. I'll tell you, in this day of compromising, and I mean, I'm telling you, this, this is the worst time of compromise I've ever seen in my lifetime. I'm sure there were worse times in history, but we are headed into what Jesus said will be the darkest, most wicked, most difficult times that the world has ever seen. You know, I have the expectation that's going to get worse. But let me tell you something, it doesn't have to get worse for you. It doesn't have to get worse for me. If I embrace the life and the light of God, if Jesus is my revelation of God, if Jesus is my interpretation of God, then the truth is I will never fall into the great deception and the great falling away that's coming on the face of the earth. You know, Jesus warned about this. He said there was going to be a great falling away, and he warned over and over and over and over about deception. So I don't have to be a great theologian as much as I need to just look at Jesus. But people always say, well, what about the epistles? That's fine. But the epistles, or what we call the apostles' doctrine, is where they were showing people what Jesus' teaching would look like in practical application in a church setting. But I promise you this, 
if you try to get all of your revelation out of the epistles, you will twist it into nothing more than information and you'll forget Jesus and you'll get off track. We have to take everything, whether it's the Old Testament or the New Testament, we have to take it to Jesus and say, what is the light that he shines on this? How do I see this, you know, with him? But in this day of compromise, I talk to ministers all over the world that are in every kind of unethical situation, every kind of immorality. And you know something? We've all had problems. I've had problems in my life. I've never denied that. But there's never been a time in my life that I tried to justify my problems or pretend like that it was all right with God. It's not all right with God. God might love me, but you know, you grieve the Holy Spirit. I don't want to grieve God. I don't want to break God's heart. You know, I want to be pleasing to the Father. I'm not trying to earn anything from God. I know that I have everything that there is to have in Jesus, but I still want to stay connected to God. Well, if I don't come back to the light, if I don't come back to looking at Jesus and letting that be my basis for judging all of my revelation, for judging all of the prophecies that I hear, for judging my interpretation of the Word of God, for judging my doctrine and my theology, then the real truth is I am in darkness and I'm choosing darkness. Now, one of the things you want to realize, you know, we said this, the light carries information. The light makes the way clear by exposing everything that's in the path. Light eventually brings a person to life. You know, you might not know this, but every cell in your body actually gives off light. And without that light, we would not be alive. And the ratio of light given off by the cells in our body compared to the sun is actually greater. We actually, in comparison, give off more light than the sun itself just because of the light that is in our cells because of the life that's in our cells. Now, when light withdraws, immediately we go into a destructive cycle. And it may start slow, you know, you don't know how quickly you'll get there, but I'm telling you something. See, in your heart, when you start accepting something that's not true, it bends the light because it twists it. Light is bent or twisted. It changes colors. You know, it may be a beautiful red. It may be a, you know, whatever the colors of the rainbow are, you know, all of these colors. But the point is this. Those colors make it difficult to actually see everything that's involved in your view and whatever you're looking at. And so when we bend the light, then darkness begins to set in. The, the Proverbs 17, 20, it talks about he who has a froward or crooked heart just can't find good. Now, Jesus came to show us the good, show us that God was good, that God was for us, God was not against us. He came to be the light so that we could see God as he really is. You know, the Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah, the 52nd chapter, he says, why do people go into captivity? Why do people howl and mourn? He said, because of their leaders. He said, because of what their leaders do. He said, my name is blasphemed continuously. He says, but a day is going to come when they're going to see me as I am. Then they're going to say, how lovely on the mountains are the feet that bring the gospel of peace. And I got news for you. Jesus is the embodiment of the good news about peace between God and man. When we look at Jesus, we can see everything 
clearly. And if Jesus is our Lord, then He becomes the light that opens the way for us to understand God, for us to find the life. I'll be back with a mentoring moment. Don't go away. And I want you to have this new series called Trifecta because I'm telling you it's going to show you how to connect to the life of God. And that's what's missing. We have information, but we need the life of God. We need supernatural power, supernatural transformation. Be sure and get it. You know, Jesus didn't leave planet Earth and tell us to go make converts. He left planet Earth and told us to go make disciples. How do you make disciples? You teach them how to apply everything that Jesus taught us about the Word of God. I want to encourage you in something. If you feel called to the ministry or you even want to just develop yourself very deeply, check out Impact International School of Ministry. It's an online program where you can grow and develop yourself and you can go out and fulfill your call and fill your dream. But I also want you to know that all over the world in third world countries, we are starting Bible schools specifically to answer Jesus' call for the Great Commission. We call it Operation One Billion, where Bible schools are training thousands and thousands of leaders, and those leaders in other countries will go out and reach people and teach them what they're learning there, and we're going to reach a billion people for Jesus. You know, one of the things that's most important for any minister of the gospel and for any believer, and that is to understand the times and what we should do, what we should be focused on right now. And I'll tell you, that's one of the things, sadly, the church has been so bad at. Very seldom is the church addressing the needs of the world that are in front of us today. We're usually 50 years behind dealing with issues that people dealt with 50 years ago. We should be the cutting edge of all psychological help. We should be the cutting edge of medical help. We should be the cutting edge of decent entertainment. We should be the cutting edge of everything, but we're not. We are in a day where the most important thing I can do as a leader is help equip you to be an overcomer is help you, not just understand, but bring you into a connection with Jesus where you experience the life so that you are not compelled. See, believers who jump off into other religions, you know, right now I'm dealing with some people you know, that were believers, and they've jumped off into some other religions. And people always ask, well, how in the world could a Christian jump off other religions? Well, that's the problem. They were a Christian. They weren't a disciple. You know, they believed on Jesus probably at some point because they did not make this journey as a disciple. They didn't taste and see for themselves that the Lord was good, and they just got into this swapping information. But I want to tell you something. If you don't connect to Him now when the deceptions around you emerge, you could be seduced because you're going to have needs in your life. You know, 1 Thessalonians 5.19 says, Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test all things. If Jesus is your light, He is the way that you test all things. And then you know what to hold on to and what to let go of. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. 
be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.